ReadyLakes1.com. This is Around the Lakes. We are previewing an event happening in Waterloo this week. That event is the Housing and Services Fair, slated for Tuesday, May 7th, at the Seneca County Office Building. Melissa Nesbitt, Executive Director of Seneca Housing, Inc., and Joe McGrath, CEO of the Finger Lakes Regional Land Bank, are our guests this hour to talk about it. Uh, thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So uh, first things first, what is uh, Seneca Housing, Inc.? Uh, let's start there, and we'll slowly work our way out. Sure. So um, we administer um, a HUD product. Uh, it's a Section 8 program. We serve more than 400 families in the entire county. Translates to about 1,000 or more individuals. Um, we work with low-income folks. Um, an example of that would be a family of four can't make more than $33,700 a year. Um, and we assist with uh, their rent payments. Essentially, they're responsible for 30% of their income toward the rent, and we pick up the difference as long as they stay within the allotted amount uh, set by the state. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Finger Lakes Regional Land Bank is something that a lot of folks have heard about over the last couple of years. Uh, Joe, if you could give us a quick overview of what, uh, what that's all about. Uh, sure. So uh, land banks are a tool for dealing with vacancy and abandonment. Uh, they're utilized nationwide, uh, primarily uh, here in the Northeast and the Midwest. Uh, we're on the smaller side. Uh, what we focus on here is uh, a blight reduction. So we do uh, mostly residential, but also uh, commercial uh, blight reduction. So that can be uh, demolitions as well as just stabilizing properties. Uh, we also work on housing development. Uh, so we rehab properties as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the Finger Lakes Regional Land Bank uh, was established by the county uh, a few years back, and I've been uh, lucky enough to lead it for the past two. So, Melissa, give us the, the 411 on this event coming up this week. Tuesday, county office building begins mm -hmm. at 10 a.m., runs for a few hours. Yep. Uh, what can people expect when they when they show up and they, they start to see what's, what uh, you guys are doing? Sure. We just wanted to raise some awareness about our coalition and, and uh, kind of let the community get to know who we are. So we have more than, I think we're almost up to 50 different um, agencies and organizations that are coming. Um, we started it basically around housing, but so many more people reached out to us. So it's housing and related services. Um, and uh, we have Law New York. We have um, the Suicide Awareness Coalition. We have... Uh, Safe Harbors of the Finger Lakes. We have so many um, different people coming. Everyone has free items um, to take, fun takeaways. We have breakfast, pizza, and coffee free to the public um, from 10 to 11. And then from 1130 to 1, we have free pizza and soda and water. Um, there's a chance to win a 40, I think it's 40-inch TV uh, donated by Community Bank. So... Um, each guest will be given a list of all the, the tablers there. They have to go around and have each person um, from the table that, um, you know, for the organization sign off on their sheet. Once they return a full sheet to us, we'll give them a chance to win the TV, and then we'll draw it at the end of the um, at the end of the event. So very cool. Excited. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the the awareness piece of this, what what are some of the the hallmarks of what you guys are trying to raise awareness about when it comes to housing specifically? Um, in Seneca County. Sure. I think our mission is basically to raise awareness and advocate for the homeless, um, for low to moderate income, and the vulnerable populations. Um, we also want to come up with some solutions to improve um, the, the availability of safe and affordable and decent housing in our county. And to that end, how much of, of a challenge um, is that actually? I, I think this might be one of those issues where 
Um, some folks might be very comfortable in their own in their own world. We have a lot of conversations on this program and some of the others uh, here on FingerLakes1.com. And a lot of times, uh, people aren't always aware, uh, especially listeners and viewers, about how real these problems are right in their own backyards. Sure. I think that in my experience, um, if you do the hard work and you just get out there and talk to people, introduce yourself, explain to them what you're doing, why you're doing it, I really haven't had any problems. People have been fantastic. Um, there are always always obstacles to all of these uh, things that we do, but really, I mean, you could sit around and complain about it, or you could just get out there and try to make it happen. And that and that's what we're doing. And we've been, I think, really warmly received by the community. I've reached out to lots of the um, elected officials. They've been super supportive, and um, I have nothing but but great expectations for this. And, and Joe, uh, if you could just uh, obviously two years with the the land bank leading that effort. Um, how does that sort of tie back into what uh, the county and what you guys are ultimately trying to accomplish in Seneca County, which is convert some of these blighted properties into spaces where uh, not just uh, middle and upper income folks can gain access to, but also lower and middle as well? Uh, well, uh, most of the grant funding that we receive um, when a building is, is rehabbed, a house is rehabbed, uh, it needs to be sold uh, to a family or individual that makes less than 100% of area median income. Uh, we've been working with Habitat for Humanity, uh, and they deal with 80% of area median income. So uh, it allows um, the land bank in the county, by, uh, by pursuing this program, allows for folks to get into a housing situation by partnering with Habitat uh, that they may not have had access to uh, without intervention from Habitat or the land bank. So um, part of what we see with the housing stock in this county uh, and the region, uh, not just Seneca County, but you know, all over the Northeast, uh, is that um, the housing stock is old and over the last 30, 40 years as there's been changes in the economy and folks are getting older, uh, the housing stock isn't being kept up. Uh, it's not being maintained or there's maintenance deferred. Uh, so by the time the land bank ends up with a residential structure here in Seneca County, uh, they're normally in pretty rough shape uh, and they need you know, a significant amount of work to be, to be brought back on board. So uh, that's what we do here with the land bank. We bring them back to this beneficial use uh, of housing and making sure that they're safe, decent, and affordable. And working with Habitat, we're able to uh, place folks into them. And, and Melissa, as you sort of look at uh, Seneca County as a whole and also some of the trends uh, outside the county, what do you see as sort of uh, the, the big challenges that, that housing or, or the housing uh, world sort of face at this point to get people into homes, owning homes, uh, as opposed to maybe renting or, yeah. or you know living with family members. We have more people looking for places to live than we have places to live. I think for, in my office that's the biggest problem. Mm -hmm. um, and and as Joe said, you know many of our um, properties are I mean they're historical, so we have lead-based paint issues. So kids that are if you have a family with kids six or under, that's a problem. Um, it's also very expensive to handle that as a homeowner. So you know we're just kind of I think in that middle phase, and I I, I have hope though. I see develop. I see, um, you know, Ithaca Neighborhood Housing is coming in. They've done some some great stuff um, over their entire, and you know, hopefully they get funded for their phase two. Um, 
you know, the West Main Street School that's getting developed mm-hmm. by Two Plus Four Management. They're planning on taking that over as long as they get the grant money. So there's things happening. It just it just doesn't happen overnight. And, and when you guys talk about housing, when you look at housing, um, are are you looking at specifically home ownership, or are you looking more in the the realm of of rent and uh, like a hybrid, or is it? Kind for, of a mix. But for our um, for for the Section Eight program, it's primarily rentals. However, there is a, a home ownership component um, after someone's been on the program for a year or more. Um, it gets tricky, and I don't necessarily love it um, because it still leaves a low income person with lots of responsibilities financially. And if something goes wrong, they don't have the income to take care of a roof that caves in. It's difficult. So mm-hmm. um, you just have to find the right family, the right person who has the right future for homeownership. So primarily it's rentals. And is that we see that in the, the numbers. More people are renting mm-hmm. than, than owning now. A lot of young people especially. Mm-hmm. Um, is that problematic for a place like Seneca County where uh, the rental stock seems to be rising in cost and, and that sort of middle to lower uh, rung is, is a little bit disappearing? Yeah, it is. It's difficult. I know Seneca Falls is pretty expensive. I've heard a lot of complaints about that. Um, but there are some spots. You know, I think we have that population, um, the chiropractic kids, and I, they're well, students. Um, I think that's somebody that, uh, you know, a lot of landlords look at that and say, oh, these folks are from the city. They have deep pockets. There's gonna, we're going to jack the rent way up. Um, you know, for, for what we do here, the rents that we allow are based on, um, you know, the fair market rents um, set forth by New York State. So they're generally in line. But, um, you know, some places are just too expensive. And I think some people do that purposely, too, so that they don't have to rent to low-income folks, unfortunately. And to, to that end, um, obviously the geography of Seneca County makes it a little bit challenging. Northern Seneca County is unique, mm-hmm. uh, and the southern part of the county is unique. I, I want to ask both of you, um, starting with you, Joe, in, in your experiences, uh, what are some of those unique challenges that, that you guys are trying to sort of uh, weed through in South Seneca as opposed to the ones that might be a little more common, uh, might be a little more easy to fix in North Seneca County? Well, I think um, I think the the differences uh, between North and South County are really just that South County is a little bit more rural, uh, and uh, you know the villages are smaller. Uh, so, in South County, uh, transportation is a is a big issue uh, for folks to get around, and then transportation is a major portion of housing, which is why we wanted to ensure that RTS was part of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the housing fair tomorrow. So uh, with the latest slate of land bank acquisitions that we got from the county this year, uh, we focused on um, taking properties that were, you know, within Hamilton villages uh, that were close to services, uh, that were close to, uh, you know, that social infrastructure for folks to uh, be involved in their communities and be, be, be part of the community. Uh, so when we bring them back to beneficial use bring these properties back uh, they're not just out in the middle of a field somewhere uh, there's 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 things for folks to do and I think that goes for both north and south county mm-hmm. um, so yeah but the transportation issue in south county you know is is a little bit more 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 of a big deal because it's so many of those hamlets and villages are, are, are pretty isolated and it's it almost lends itself to that connectivity issue that you were talking about earlier, where so many of these different issues are ultimately tied together. 
Um, you can give someone a place to live in a place like Lodi or Covert, mm -hmm. um, but unfortunately, if you don't have transportation, the rest of life is still pretty darn difficult. Um, is that the big difference or the big challenge between North and South? Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely the transportation. And, you know, to that, one of my goals uh, from Seneca Housing is to hopefully, maybe within a year, I don't want to put a time frame on it, but soon I'd love to be able to at least have office hours down there. And I was thinking to maybe reach out to some other local not-for-profits. We could do a share office space um, so that, you know, maybe once a week we could go to, to, to that end of the county so folks don't have to travel so far to come to us. We do our best to, if we need a home visit or something like that, if someone doesn't have transportation, but it would be nice to be able to be down there and have office space um, for those folks because, like you said, everything's, everything's over here. Mm -hmm. And to that end, um, mobilizing, mobilizing services seems to be the, the MO of most modern uh, rural counties and agencies. Um, as you look forward into what you guys do, not only this year, but the following year, mm -hmm. mobilization is that sort of priority number one, figuring out new ways that you can move and get to those more uh, further from the urban center places? Yeah, I think so. I think it's really important. I mean, there's a whole group of people that are just hanging out out there and we don't know them they don't know us they don't know about us um, one of the things we had thrown around with the housing services fair is to maybe host one at that end of the county soon so that we can start the introductions there we know get our feet wet here where we're comfortable where we know um, our, our area and then head down that way and and kind of do a little more and get to meet our neighbors you know, in the south end and obviously the, the focus is always the folks who, who live here now and the folks who are struggling and, and it's working to bridge the gap that exists. That said, um, unfortunately the trend is moving away from some of these more rural communities. Mm -hmm. um, when you guys look at, at the work that can be done in improving the housing stock, do you, do you guys see that as sort of a viable uh, option to breathe a little new future life into some of these smaller communities? Um. I think so. Uh, you know, there's there's a an issue of the chicken and the egg with economic development and housing. Do you need economic development first, or do you need housing first? And uh, I think working on them both at the same time is really the only way to do that. Uh, that being said, you know, I think we have a lot of unique advantages here in Seneca County that you know other rural counties, especially this size in in, in New York, don't don't have. Being uh, the tourism industry in the lakes. So, you know, there's probably some room for growth for, for younger folks to move to this area that are interested in pursuing those endeavors. So I think I think um, helping to ensure that there's housing stock available for everyone is important, is something that the coalition is, is focusing on. And definitely uh, that middle range of market affordability uh, is something that we're lacking in this county and, and, and we would need more of if we're hoping to attract, you know, that type of individual interested in working in that industry that uh, maybe can't afford yet to, to purchase a home here. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the housing stock uh, here in Seneca County, when the coalition sort of sets out its goals, I would imagine you guys do that annually or semi-annually perhaps. Um, what are some of the things that you guys sort of look at as maybe not things that you can accomplish right this second mm -hmm. or this year, um, but maybe some of the things that you're looking at, well, geez, if we keep doing this, if we keep going down this road, maybe we'll be able to accomplish X, Y, and Z by mm -hmm. uh, two years from now, three years from now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think right now our biggest our biggest focus is getting to know each other, getting um, getting our name out there to the public, and letting people understand that there's an issue. That's really what we're focusing. I think you know. Can you think of any other details you want to mention? Well, I think uh, as far as the housing fair goes tomorrow, uh, you know, it's it's for folks that are interested in what services are out there, and uh, if there's something that matches up with their needs, uh, hopefully they'll be able to find it tomorrow. But I think even more than that, uh, we wanted to set this fair up for service providers to do a little capacity building with each other. So if we get everybody in the same building mm -hmm. with all of their, their swag out and advertising their, their, uh, their services, uh, there may be some connections made of, I can help this organization with this and they can help me, or maybe I have a client or an individual that we're dealing with that could really use this and we're not be able we're not able to provide it to them but this this group can uh so i think getting everyone in the room like that uh outside of our meeting and uh will be beneficial and hopefully uh you know a few different good things good outcomes will come from this uh this fair yeah. and is that sort of the challenge the biggest challenge you guys see over and over and over again is just that of trying to let people know that you exist. It seems like a lot of, and I, you know, I myself am involved in the Suicide Prevention Coalition here in Seneca County, and, and it's honestly amazing sometimes. You're around, these coalitions exist for two, three, four years, but a large portion of, of the population doesn't even know it exists. Yeah. Um, is that the big challenge that you guys try to work through or trying to work through now with it's these what, fairs? Yeah. One of one of many, but I, I think yeah, that's our main focus. I mean, we sat down and we said, okay, we really want to make this um, coalition effective. And we realized we didn't even know what um, half of our members did. And so we went around the table at the meeting and said, well, what do you do? What do you do? Oh, oh. And, you know, realized that that was where we needed to start first. Before we could, if we could go out as a team, we really needed to know who the players were. Um, some of the other things that we've we've come up with too what we're pretty excited about we just hosted um along with law in new york uh fair housing training for our members um which is really nice because those laws are, are ever-changing it's difficult to keep up and if you're not an attorney you know you just you just can't navigate that whole um that whole scene so that was really fun we had about i don't know 40 different people from I don't know, 20 different organizations for an hour-long uh, hour training. And one of the other things um, that I think happens when we have these coalitions um, and we're advocating, advocating all the time for the tenant is that the landlord gets lost. And we have to realize that the landlord isn't our enemy. The landlord is an essential piece to the puzzle. Um, and most landlords are really eager to do the right thing and they, they want to, um, you know, they want to help their tenants. And so... Um, to that, we are going to be in July um, hosting what's called RentWise. Um, it's going to be our first RentWise program, and it's a free course for renters. Um, so, if I have a landlord who calls me and says so and so isn't doing well, and I'm going to evict them, I can say, "Hey, wait! If before you do that, would you be willing to allow them to take this course, which really takes them to the basics of renting and their responsibilities as a renter, um, and really talks about the uh, responsibilities that a landlord has and you know, if they receive that certificate, that is that something you would be willing to consider letting them stay? So that's one thing that we're excited about because I, then speaking with the landlord coalition, um, they're pretty excited about it too. There is a Finger Lakes Landlord Association, um, and they they really like that idea. So we're excited about that too. And, and of course, before we get you guys going, uh, another uh, another chance. Just let us know what's going on tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Who can attend? 
How much does it cost? It costs nothing, right? It's free. Free to the public um, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Seneca County Office Building. Um, anyone's welcome. There is also free pizza. Yes, there's free pizza and a chance to win a TV. <laughs> exactly. If you're not going for the information that's going to be there, and there will be plenty of it, mm-hmm. go for the free pizza and a chance to win a pizza or a chance to win a TV. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for coming in today. Thank uh, you. Really appreciate it. Um, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to check out the fair this week at the Seneca County Office Building. We'll be back next Monday with another episode of Around the Lakes. Mm-hmm.